Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Glitter Glam Rock Podcast. I've got Marty with me and we're going to be talking about Gary Glitter's debut album, Glitter, or what we call the Star Album. Yep, the Star Album. I had the Star Album and you had Touch Me. We're about nine or ten years old and both albums just freaked us out. It was excellent. I think you had um, you had the Star Album before I got Touch Me, I'm pretty sure. Did I? Yeah. You've got a bit better memory than I have when it comes to the primary school days. Mm. Great days, by the way. Um, but, yeah, your memory serves um, better in a general sense. I just I just remember going over your place one day. Or I, I don't even remember the first time seeing the Star Album, but I'm pretty sure it was at your place. And it was just like, you know, as a kid... Back in the seventies, life was a bit grey. You know, it was a, we still had black and white TV over here in Australia, and even our school uniforms were grey. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get this album just full of colour. You know, it's got a big star on it. Again, the album cover. I know we've spoken about this before, but it's oh, I know it's my best album cover. Um, I love it. Yeah, like you said. It was going from black and white to that star, and it was colourful. Yeah, and it had that big, um, it was a gatefold, which was pretty rare in those days. So when you opened it up, it had that picture of um, Gary with all the glitter and all the glitter behind him. Yeah, which they used as a front cover later on. Yeah, for um, there was a label called Drum, a budget label called Drum that put out a a budget copy, and that was the cover. The picture that was inside the gatefold was the actual cover, yeah. and it was a single sleeve, which yeah. I've got. I've got a copy of that. But the track order and everything is the same. Yeah, I prefer the, the star. Oh, of course, yeah. the original. The yeah. original's the best. Imagine if that came out first. I wonder how we'd perceive it, you know, or any of the fans. Yeah. If, I don't they, know. if it had glitter and it had that. Picture instead. Oh, it was still good because it's a great album, but it just yeah, the you know, start that cover yeah, that cover, and that's that's what got us as kids too because it was like it was from another world. It actually was from another world. It was yeah. from England, which was on the other side of the world. Yeah, and it was just sort of it was mysterious. It was exciting. It was like nothing that we'd ever had. Yep. Well, it was. Um, totally different to what everyone was doing our school friends were doing at the time which is just like football and playing rumbles and all this stuff and surfing and yeah. playing marbles and it, you know we'd say something like oh, i'll see you later we've got a show to do and uh we've spoken about this before um i'll just quickly say yeah then the tennis tennis rackets came out but yeah the uh you had to touch me and i had the star and um I'm into both of them at this present moment. Yeah, um, well, well, let's concentrate on the star yep. album because that's, that's what we're going to be talking about. It was, um, look, we'd, we'd already heard Do You Want to Touch, but I don't think the album was available yet. And so you got the Star album and we used to go over there and, as you say, you know, tennis rackets and miming to it and drumsticks on the beds and playing playing the drums to it. But it was what gets you is, okay, the cover sucks you in, but then once 
you put the record on and you hear that glitter sound, that production, that Mike Leander production, those drums. No one, no one can produce drums like Mike Leander. Yeah, well, um, it starts with Rock and Roll Part 1, which actually, as you say, the excellent production, but it didn't have the, uh, the claps. That started on the track after it. Baby, please don't go. Yeah, had right. the claps. Where rock and roll part one was just straight, still great, but the clapping came came on the next track. Well, yeah, the the clapping actually started on rock and roll part two, which was the B side. So let's that's right. Let's yeah. talk about that yep. for a second. That was the first single. That was the first single. That was the first time anyone had heard of Gary Glitter. Rock and roll part one, rock and roll part two was Gary and Mike Leander mucking around in the studio. Apparently, David Essex had booked the studio and he couldn't make it, so they had free studio time. They started mucking around in there. And um, the result was Rock and Roll Part 1, Rock and Roll Part 2. Then they released it and it was a bit of a flop. It wasn't getting any airplay, but then it started getting a lot of play in the discotheques around there, Rock and Roll Part 2. And so people were ringing up, can you play that rock and roll song? Can you play that rock and roll song? So all the radio stations started playing it, and then Rock and Roll Part 2 just exploded. Okay, you see, again, your memory is better than mine for that particular era because I don't remember that single. I, I just remember the album. Um, did you have the single? No, no, I don't remember the single. I'm just talking about um, the history of yeah. it. I don't remember the single at all. The first time I ever heard Gary Glitter was Do You Want to Touch? Okay. From, from fantastic. You had that fantastic album. Oh, right. Okay, so yeah. I actually got you into it. By, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, so... Um, so Rock and Roll Part Two was a was a massive seller, and then he went on top of the pops. And ironically, you know, he's been dying all his life to get on top of the pops. He goes yeah. on top of the pops, and ironically, all he does on top of the pops is go, "Hey, hey!" Yeah. So he doesn't actually even sing, you know. And they yeah. got the glitter band together to back him up. And th- there's a um, there's a clip somewhere where when they're in between bass players and Mike Leander's actually. Uh, Actually, on top of the pops playing. Okay. Yeah, he's playing bass. He's yeah. Out. So yeah, that's quite interesting. So that takes off, and then comes the second single, one of our favourite Gary songs. I didn't know I love you till I saw you rock and roll. Yeah, that's my favourite. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I just love that song so much. Uh, yeah. You're talking about different bass players. Um, there's a couple of versions of the uh, video of that particular song. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, Spring is either a replacement or the guy before him. I'm not sure how, what the situation was. But uh, that Darren, what was his name? I keep thinking of Darren Albert, the football player. I think that was I think his, no, I think his Albert name's something. Albert, yeah. yeah. Um, he was in one of those clips of I Didn't Know I Love You. yeah. Yeah, there was a bit of a shuffle, and look, with the Glitter Band, there were so many ins and outs and people getting sick, like, you know, Harvey was in accident and all that, so you just can't keep up with it. We're yeah. not going to go through the Glitter Band timeline because it's just bloody confusing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, we didn't know all that. No, uh, we didn't know We that. just presumed that the Glitter Band was playing on that Star album. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even know there was a Glitter Band yeah. at that point. 
You know, we, yeah. it was just Gary Glitter. We knew we had a band that dressed in glitter. There was only a picture of one drummer. Is that right? On the in the gay fo- oh, that's on touch that's me. on touch me. Yeah, that's on, so there's no even, there's not even a picture of the band. Yeah, there's nothing. We yeah. just knew Gary Glitter on the album on those records. Like in all records, the only actual glitter band members that played were John Russell and Harvey Ellison. Yep, and they were playing um, the sax. Yep, and Mike Leander's off cider. Uh, I don't know what his name Eddie is. Eddie Siago, is it? I'm not sure who it was, but whoever it is needs to be mentioned because... He, well, then you should have researched yeah, him and you found his name. Yeah, or he was... It wasn't just Harvey and John Russell. It was Mike and his offsider. Um, yeah. I'll get his name, but, uh, yeah. And they were the, the guys doing all the haze and, you know. Yeah, uh, look, it was... From what John Russell... Had said um, he posted. It was mainly Mike Leander. Uh, he said Mike Leander used to shut Gary out of the studio until he was ready for yeah. for vocals. You yeah. know, but you know whatever went on, they they wrote songs together and and they were really good songs. So the only the only thing that I don't like about that album is there's again too many covers. On there, yeah, you know, like, like um, yeah, like Donna and School Days. I used to like yeah. School Days, but I would have much rather, you know, a Le- glitter Leander, yeah, track, yeah, you for know? sure. But um, <clears throat> that Star album, it's like Jaws. Uh, you don't see the shark. Uh, it's the same thing. You don't see anyone. You don't. There's no pictures of any glitter band. It was up to our imagination. Yeah. Of and you know, we thought who. Who's playing behind him, and and that's the mystery of the glitter band started from that. Yeah, well, yeah, in there, our minds anyway. But there was no glitter band. Yeah, you know, there was yeah. no glitter band back then. Yeah, it was the glitter band wasn't put together until they said to John Russell until Rock and Roll Part Two started becoming big, and they said to John Russell, "Let's." We need a band need a to band. back him. Yeah. And if you look at the picture of their very first appearance, there's only one drummer. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Glitter Band was still in very, very early embryonic stages. Yeah. And as we said, you know, they, they just... Ha- the Glitter Band didn't really... You didn't really see the Glitter Band till the... Remember Me This Way. Yeah. Uh, the concert. Yeah. yeah. Or the Do You Want to Touch film clips and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you saw them. But yeah, as I said, it's the covers. I wish I didn't have so many covers on it. I would have rathered, you know, some of those B sides that um, Gary released later on. Songs like that would have been better, better than, than School Days and, and Donna. Donna. Yeah, and, for yeah. sure. Yep, for sure. I'm with you there. Okay, so the album was recorded in 1972. I think it might have even been recorded in late 71. 71, and, I think. And yeah. released in 72? I, yeah. I'm not sure, but Early I think, yeah. 72, yeah. So let's go, let's go through the album tracks. Of course, the first track is Rock and Roll Part 1, which I really, when I was a kid, I really liked that. I liked that better than Rock and Roll Part 2. Really? Yeah, because it was more of a song. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it had more lyrics. You know? Like, and, rock, yeah. And um, Rock and Roll Part 2 doesn't have the chorus, does it? No, it's just, Rock and Roll Part 2 is just hey and, like, sound effects, yeah. really. There's versions There's versions later on where the Rock and Roll Part 2 does have the chorus. But um, 
Rock and Roll Part One was an actual song. Yeah, that's right. And I liked I liked that the drum beats at the beginning, and yeah. I, I liked the chorus. Yeah, that rock and roll that really got me. I, yeah, it was very catchy. Yeah, I thought it was a great song. Yeah, I do too. I like Part Two better, but um, I'm with you there. Like the there was an actual song on Part One. Yeah, I like Part Part Two better now, but yeah. as a kid, I like Part One. Better. Um, so that opens it. That yeah. gives you a sort of like idea of what this record's about. And then you have um, second track is Baby Please Don't Go. Yep. You and I, as kids, we sort of made up our own little sound effects. Like we had the cat sound. What was the cat sound? Uh, it was just this little thing at, at the end of um, after the... Uh, the middle eight, you know, I can't really tell you where it's, it is. But What's it sound like? It's just like a a meow sort of thing. It was just... Do an impersonation of it. I can't because it was like a, a sound effects um, interfering with another sound effect. Right. And we called it the cat sound sort of thing. Um, the slide guitar was happening and... Um, yeah, like I said, only nine, nine or ten-year-olds would think of such a thing. I, um, as a kid, I didn't like it that much. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I don't know why, but now I think it's one of the best songs on the album. Me it's too. Definitely the best cover. Yeah. Definitely. And I think it's one of Gary's best covers ever. Yeah. Do you want to have a listen to it? Yeah, sure.
man, what a what a great song. Yep, it's the um, I think it's the first time you hear that glitter stomp. That's it. That's the beginning of the glitter stomp. Yeah, you know, as you said, it's got the hand claps. It's got that, you know, those drums just stomping. Yeah. His voice sounds fantastic in it. And it's got that... Um, Slide. That guitar, that sort of, with the glitter sound, that... Mm, yeah. Love that. Yeah. It's, um, well, apart from the singles, if you're just listening to the album, yeah, that's the first time you hear it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as, a, as eight or nine-year-olds, just totally blew us away. And it sounds like there's a lot of fun being had in the yeah. studio, you know what I mean? It sounds yeah. like there is a glitter band there yeah. and there, there's a big party. Yeah, it gives that feel about it. Yeah. So good openers there, uh, Rock and Roll Part 1, number one, and Baby followed by Baby Please Don't Go. And then, for me, there's a bit of a letdown with The Wanderer, number three. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, the Wanderer, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly, letdown, that's what it... You know, we're, we're into the glitter stop. We're yeah. all grooving. We're in a groovy mood. Yeah, that's right. And then right. the Wanderer. <laughs> then the Wanderer comes on. Yeah. That, there's he, he played that live when we went and saw him. I know you can't remember anything, but yeah. um, he played that live when you went and saw him, and it was okay. There's a clip. Have you seen that clip of him singing it when he's wearing that white, he's wearing all white, and the girls are just screaming there? It's on some TV show. Yeah. No, but I'll tell you something, and this is a, this is a true story. Throughout the years, you know, like we went through our first stage of glitter. Um, throughout the years, I just had this thing in, at the top of my head, like a, a bass line, and it went. I'm I'm thinking to myself, where did that come from? And um, and then when I heard "Remember Me This Way" uh, about a month ago, that's it. Yeah, it was the introduction of the Wanderer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And but, yeah, not one of my favourites. Like I said, you know, I would have rathered any any Glitter Leander song. Yeah. Any Glitter Leander song. Yeah. But then track number four. Makes up for it big yeah, time. big time. I yeah. didn't know I love you. Then in brackets, till I saw you rock and roll. Yeah, that's my favourite song. It, yeah, definitely my favourite. Uh, uh, the drum beat, it's just the drum beat. And it's sort of like, it's a bit of a rewrite of Rock and Roll Part 2, you know. It's yeah. got the haze and the cool yeah. back, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And um, the, that drum beat, just same beat all the way through the song. That alone is an important element and a catchy element. Yeah, and the throbbing bass line. Yeah. And I remember when we saw him live... They started off with that drum beat. This was in, uh, for anyone who hasn't listened to our previous podcast, this is in 1981. Um, we were right into the Beatles at the time. Yeah. And uh, we were only like 17 or something. Yeah. And um, we, we went there you on drugs, me, you high got, on drugs. You got me into everything. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to blame you. No, you got me into Gary Glitter. Yeah, that's right. I got you into Beatles and, and drugs. And drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you got me into Gary yeah. Glitter, which led to the Beatles and drugs. Yeah. So so I'm blaming a, you. Yeah. Um, so we went there and we went there. We were really stoned. And I remember them. I was hanging for, I didn't know I love you till I saw you rock and roll. I just remember the drum beat 
starting and Gary's up there and he's shaking his fat ass. <laughs> he turns around, he's shaking his fat ass. He, and he all said the girls he always had a weight problem. Yeah. yeah. All the girls are screaming and I'm thinking, yeah, this is awesome. This, yeah. this, is, this is awesome. But, but this is after we nearly walked out because I think you said, let's go. And because, uh, like, we were sat stoned, we thought, what? And we heard all the... Uh, because the, the crowd was the crowd, so, yeah. so drunk and yeah. rowdy. Come on, yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah. It was a horrible crowd, but it was... And then we thought, a, let's get out of here. Yeah. And then, and then we thought... Yeah, then we heard the drum yeah. the drum beat to rock and roll, yeah. and we just sort of stopped like we were hypnotised, yeah. with our mouths open. <gasps> yeah. And then Gary comes out, and he, the, the, the eyes, the big eyes, and he's... Doing yeah, that, that, yeah. You know what? There's a um, there's a a concert on YouTube, and it's I think it's 1981 or 1982. Gary at the Rainbow yep. Theatre, and that's the exact show we saw. An exact really? show. Yep, exact show. He's wearing the same costumes. He's got the same stage props. He's got the same band. Yeah, it's exactly the same. So if you guys want to check it out, you'll see what we saw Stone that night. But look, I didn't know Olivia till I saw you rock and roll. That was his second single. That was a hit yep. in America. I forgot yep. to mention Rock and Roll Part Two was huge in America. Still is. Yeah. At all the sporting events. Sporting. Yeah. It was in that film, The Joker. There was a, they made a film called The Joker. Big. Big, big hit, and John Russell posted, I got a nice fat check from the Joker soundtrack. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, he just, he only played on it, and he's getting a nice fat check. Can you imagine the check that Mike Leander's family are getting, or that uh, Gary sold all his rights? Yeah. So he's not getting anything. But But that that was If it wasn't for John Russell, but there'd be no glitter band. Yeah. So that's why he got a fat check. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it was a big hit in America too. So they'd had, like, Rock and Roll was a hit, Rock and Roll Part 2 was a hit, followed by Didn't Know I Love You. That was a hit in America, and they thought they were going to be big in America. Yeah. But then that was the last hit he ever had in America. But as we know, Rock and Roll Part 2 is an absolute classic. Everyone knows that song all around the world. But imagine hearing that for the first time, both songs, I Didn't Know I Love You and Rock and Roll Part 2. As you were talking then, I was just thinking... As nine-year-olds, hearing it for the first time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It just blows you away. Yeah. It just blows you away. I've been into many genres in in music, you know. We're both musicians. But, yeah, it's with me, it's become full circle. I'm back to, like, sitting there listening to records again, and I love it. Track number five, Ain't That a Shame. Shame that was on there. Yeah, that's well, yeah. an original too. Oh, is it? Yeah, I always yeah. thought it was a cover. Okay. So it's written by Glitter Leander, really? um, Eddie Siago. So Okay, it just sounds like a cover. Yeah, it sounds like. I, I, I thought it was a Chuck Berry song. Yeah, you it's know? just a 50s or something. And, yeah. and for us, you know, as for... We were glam heads, but we were like, like the harder side of glam. You yeah. Know? We liked... Uh, Gary's harder stuff. We like the sweet. We liked Susie Quattro Slade. We yeah. like that hard stuff, not the ballady stuff. And ain't that a shame? Just didn't do anything for me. And then that's followed. Last song on side one is School Day. Another one by Chuck Berry. Just another. It was a shame that was on there. But for us, we used to sing that a lot. Because we're at school. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. used to, on the way to school, we used, up in the morning and out to school. <laughs> that sounds good, that part. Yeah. You know? 
all, all the instrumentation on it's good, but you know, all these fifties. I'm not into fifties music whatsoever. Yeah, but the thing is, you have to remember, the Beatles were that. that the that was inspired the Beatles. The fifties. Oh yeah, I know. And, I know they were, but I'm not. Glitter. The same for the glitter because yeah. at their age, the glitters band were older than Well, us. as I said in another podcast, when um, Gary was Paul Raven, he was signed up by Parlophone and he actually recorded a record with George Martin, the Beatles producer, before the Beatles. Really? Yeah, before. So that's how old Gary is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A lot of people say the age that he gives isn't his real age. They reckon he's like 10 years older. Yeah. And he went through a lot of stuff before he yeah. made it famous. Yeah. So that inside one, and then you flip it over, where, you know, the old vinyl where you flip it over, put the needle on. Like and, the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and you got rock on. Okay. We both saw Jesus Christ Superstar which we both loved, but the crucifixion scene, uh, when my fellow glitter glitterites hear what I'm about to say, they're going to nail me to the cross. I think Gary's version of the rock on is way better than the glitter band. Oh, so do I. It's way yeah. superior. Yeah. It's way superior. The drums on the glitter band one just sound like a drum machine that... I hate that. Two sticks, but yeah. As a drummer, I don't like that. Where yeah. the drums, where Michael Leander's drums, and we should mention Michael Leander played the drums, he played the bass, and he played the guitars on this. Yeah. You know, his drums are way superior than the glitter For sure. band one, I think. And there's this thing in the middle, again, like when I was trying to explain the cat sound, there's something, I think Mike Leander must have got Gary to do that, uh, and then had the echoes. Right. Very hard to explain. I just did a really bad version of trying to <laughs> tell you what it was. But yeah, it, do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next, next subject. Um, but it's a great song. Yeah. Rock on is a great song. Yeah. Um, should we play rock on? Do yeah. You want to play rock on? And listen for the. Uh, I, I will. Okay. I will.
Yep, I heard it. I heard the scream. It's yep. it's just it's just Gary screaming with some reverb on it. But as you said, very effective. Yeah, I just it's something that always got me that little subtle scream. Yeah, it sort of kind of makes a song, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, great song. I love it. I love the production. You know, I just can't say enough about Mike Leander's production. Yeah, well, you know, like there was only four, four, four of them, really, mm-hmm. and it. He made it sound like there was a whole big band, big group of them. Yeah, know? yeah. And um, look, when you look at the glam, when you look at the glam records. Gary had the best production out of everyone. For sure. If you listen to yep. Slade, the production's not as good. Bowie. Some of the sweet stuff is, like yep. Ballroom Blitz, that's got good production. That's a good great one. production. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Susie stuff isn't produced as well, you know. But that had its own sound too, didn't it? Yeah, but this is better. Yeah. Um, they All those other ones, all those other records sound thinner. Yeah. You know, this, is, this has got the – they tried to mimic it. I mean, Susie – Susie, they tried to mimic that with the drum beats and, yep, you know, especially 48 Crash, yep. you know. But they just couldn't do it. But, yeah, great song. Um, then that's followed. Donna, is it? Donna. Yeah. Donna. Yeah. I think we both. Although I have to say when he played it live, it was really good yep. when he played it live because it was so theatrical. Yeah. You know, he was pulling those heads like he was really heartbroken yeah. and he was just about to burst into tears. And he, was a, he was a showman, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, and that, that was enjoyable. And I guess we've talked about it before. A majority, I would say, a vast majority of Gary Glitter fans would have been female. Yeah. So there's a, a lot of songs for girls. I was going to point that out, you know, yeah. like you and I it's, didn't like it as much as other songs, but I was just about to say that. Um, yeah, it, it was like you said, pointed for the for the, the female. female fans. Yeah. So Donna, that would have struck their hearts. Yeah, well, I remember you know we've talked about um, the one girl that we knew that loved Gary Glitter. Yeah, and she loved that yeah. song because I remember we said um, we went, oh Donna, yeah, and she goes, well, what are you talking about? That's a great song. Because they, like, they, huh? fa- they fantasized. Yeah, that they, they were Donna. Them. Yeah, they were Donna. Yeah. You fantasise that you were Donna, didn't you? Sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> but not all the time. And then followed by Famous Instigator. That's a song you like, isn't it? Oh, I've always loved that song. Yeah. It's so cool. It's just got this real cool groove to it. And it is 50s orientated. Yeah, and he used to play it live. He, yeah. He played it live when we saw him. Well, he played it live at the uh, 76 when the Glitter Band did three or four of their songs. The Goodbye Concert. The Goodbye Concert. Yeah, yeah farewell. He played, he played it live at the um, Remember Me This Way concert because you've got to remember that record isn't the, the whole, whole concert. Yeah. It's, it's just the highlights. Yeah. Highlights of that concert. But, yeah, to me it's sort of like that's, you know what, Always Yours reminds me of Famous Instigator. Always Yours is sort of like a bit of a faster version than yeah. Famous Instigator. Yeah. It's got that same kind of swing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's 50s, but a very cool version of 50s. Yeah. And then you've got followed by that is the clapping song. The clapping song, yeah. I really like the clapping song. So do I. I love it. I love it, yeah. To me, that's that's got 
a lot of glitter sound yep. in it, and it's the drums the in drums. it. The drums are fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say the drums are a standout. Yeah, the drums are a real standout. Do again, you, again, want, Mike Leander. Uh, Mike Leander yeah. is behind it all. Do, do you want to listen to yep. listen to the clapping song? That was a classic example of the glitter sound, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was um, very fitting because, like, we've been hearing clap sounds with the other songs. So, you know, it's just fitting to have a song called The Clapping Song. Yeah, and it was, you know, it's got all the elements. It's got those drums. I love the drums, you know. We were talking about those little drum rolls. Yeah, you see Sneak, those little drum rolls. And the cymbal sound and, you know. It's just a great song, and that is followed by Shaky Sue. 
Shaky Sue is a song that I always liked. It doesn't really have all the glitterment elements, the glitterments, the <laughs> glitter <laughs> elements. Um, but I was, it was just a song that I always liked. Uh, it's it's just cool. It's got a cool beat to it. Um, it's just a rocked up. 50s song, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Shaky Sue. It's a bit too 50s for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can see why you like it. Yeah. And then that's followed by the classic rock and roll part two. Yeah, well, I suppose Shaky Sue was Shaky Sue because we needed something to, uh, we needed an entree for the big show. And yeah. that, that's what rock and roll part two was, the big show. Yeah, yeah, you've got to, um, you have to end albums. George Martin always said the first song and the last song have got to be great. Yeah. And that's what they did. And, you know, we've talked about Rock and Roll Part 2. That's Gary's classic. That's the one that everyone in the world knows. Yeah. You know, everyone around the world knows. A lot of people don't even know who sings it. And I remember when I was in the States, I was looking, I saw, I was looking at some, um, Gary Glitter compilation albums. Yep. And they were just called Rock and Roll Part 2, the album. There was like three different ones, Rock and Roll Part 2, Rock and Roll Part 2. Oh, no, it wasn't even called Rock and Roll Part 2, The Hay Song. The, the Hay Song, The yeah. Hay Song, The yeah. Hay Song. And, yeah. and then um, in one of the liner notes that I read, it said, um, you know, it was explaining to the American audiences who Gary Glitter was. And it said there wasn't – they said there was more to Gary Glitter than just The Hay Song. And yeah. they said – not much more, <laughs> but more. But more, yeah. Yeah, so there you have it. That's the classic Star album, the album that just brings back so many memories. Well, it started the whole thing, didn't it? Yeah, that fired our imagination up when we were kids. Yeah. It showed us that there was other aspects to life, to life yeah. than football and surfing and, you know. Fights. And fights, yeah. yeah. It was something that brought colour into our into our lives and, you know, just locking ourselves in your room and listening to that album and just looking at those pictures and looking at the glitter. It was just a magical, magical time. Yeah. Yeah, well, our teachers were still throwing their dusters at us, but we knew we had something to look forward to after school. Yeah. All right, I'm Greg. And I'm Marty and rock on.